0: You're listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. We now bring you Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death with Jim Sedlak. Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death. This is the program that is intended for all those who want to create a culture of life in the United States. Uh, Each week we bring you the latest news in the pro-life movement and we try to keep you up to date with activities that are going on that you may be able to participate with in, and uh, today we have such a show, and we're going to tell you about a very unique activity that is going on in the Midwest, Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I want to begin our program the way we always begin our program, and that is by asking you to say a Hail Mary with me to ask the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on all those who are involved in today's program so that we will all receive the message that she wants us to get at this moment. And so if you would join me, please. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer with me. It is always a good idea whenever you're starting a new activity. To call on God and the Blessed Mother to shower their graces on what you are doing so it will turn out the way that God wants it to turn out. You yeah, know, this is January, and this is pro life activism month basically around the country. Uh, most people know that there is a March for Life in, in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, because of the inauguration next week, the March for Life will take place on January 29th this year. Uh, There is also a Walk for Life in San Francisco, which will take place on January the 23rd. Um, But there are a lot of other activities and a lot of other marches and walks and various activities going on throughout the country. And we heard of one last week that was uh, intriguing, Uh, and it came out of the Midwest, and um, it's called the, the March for Life Chicago Moving the Movement. And it is being run by an organization called We Dignify. And this morning we have on our program Anna Kinski, who is the associate director of We Dignify, to tell us about her organization and to tell us about this really unique event that is going to take place in the Midwest. So, Anna, welcome to our show.
1: Great. Thank you, Jim. I'm so glad to be here and excited to share with you.
0: Well, we're excited to have you on, and and I do want to talk about the the Walk for Life Chicago, but uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are not familiar with the organization We Dignify. So could you start our our program by just filling us in on on what your organization is and, and what your goals are?
1: Absolutely. Um, So I'll say this is my seventh year on staff with We Dignify. I was also mentored um, in college by We Dignify because that's um, a big part of our mission um, is that we mentor college students into skilled, virtuous, pro-life leaders so they can build and nurture the culture of life on their campus and in their future communities when they graduate. Um, But when we talk about building culture of life in future communities, just so fitting with this show. um, It also includes the March for Life Chicago, um, which is a project that we've been involved with for several years, but just last year um, actually acquired as a project under our umbrella. Um, So in addition to our great campus work, we do a lot of one-on-one leadership mentoring so that the students, when they graduate from our program, are ready to go lead in their communities. And also our small group education program um which is something i really love sharing it's a program that we uniquely pioneered in the pro-life movement where um Students and our staffers um, meet once a week, and they share pro-life knowledge and education, beginning with, you know, biology, the basics of when life begins, and how to tell someone about that, all the way up to the legal arguments, philosophical arguments, theological arguments, um, you know, talking about different um, myths and misunderstandings about things like Planned Parenthood and the 3% myth, um, and really equipping our students so that when they go out and engage their peers on campus, but they're changing hearts and minds. Um, And also, of course, preparing them in that same program to go out and meet their students who um, are in unplanned pregnancies, who are considering abortion, helping move them to the resources that are available, Um, and also to meet the students who have um, unfortunately suffered the loss of an abortion um, before we could reach them, Um, and also offering them healing hope, because as we know, abortion not only ends the life of a child, um, but also can be a real... um, just traumatic events for the mother too. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about We Dignify. We're based uh, where I'm calling in from in Champaign, Illinois at the University of Illinois, which is the largest campus in the state of Illinois, largest college. Um, And we serve here very intentionally because Illinois is um, one of the states where the unborn have the least protections. Um, And being on a college campus where we're surrounded by young people who are really targeted by Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics, we know how important it is to make our presence known here. So and um, you can always learn more about WeDignify at WeDignify.org. Um, and of course, my contact information is on there if you have questions or want to learn more about our on-campus work. And I know we're going to talk a lot about the March Life Chicago, but I can you a little teaser into our on-campus work as well.
0: Well, I, yeah, that, that's great. Uh, let me just ask you, um, are you, do you basically operate in college campuses in the Midwest or what's your area uh, generally that you cover in, in helping out what's going on on campuses?
1: Yeah, great question. Yes, we primarily focus on the state of Illinois right now. Um, Partially, you know, when we talk about the Midwest, we actually did a lot of research into um, different abortion numbers in the Midwest while preparing for the Moving the Movement tour, Um, and there's about 130,094 abortions um, that happen in the 12 states that make up the Midwest every year. And just to put some context around that, over one-third of those abortions are performed in one state, Illinois. Um, So when we look at, and it's not surprising given the political climate, if you look at the... The last laws, um, just um, I guess just about a year ago, um, the governor here signed the Reproductive Healthcare Act, um, Governor JB Pritzker, which pretty much, um, I mean, realistically, it legalized abortion through all nine months of pregnancy for any reason in the state of Illinois. Um, also, you know, expanded Medicare and Medicaid coverage, Our excuse me, Medicaid coverage, paying for abortions here. Um, the state health insurance plans all cover abortion. Um, and when you look at our surrounding states, like Illinois, or excuse me, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, they have many more protections for the unborn, which has made Illinois a magnet state. Um, so that we perform many abortions in Illinois on women from neighboring Midwest states. Um, so yeah, we're focused on Illinois. We primarily serve, like I said, here at the U of I's campus, um, and we also have a few satellite campuses in Chicago.
0: Well, I mean that that makes sense. I, we know here. Uh, we've talked about over the last few years the efforts to close down the uh, the Planned Parenthood abortion facility uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, and all the efforts that, that 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 takes, and all of the laws that Missouri has passed to try to put restrictions, and then uh, last year, what Planned Parenthood did is it just drove across the uh, the, the state line and and opened a clinic in Illinois, uh, Fairview yep. Heights, Illinois, because there's no control there, no no restrictions at all there, so. I, I understand yeah. completely what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and I know um, not that same planet. There's another abortion clinic in Great City, Illinois, that's been up for a while, which is just across the border from Missouri as well. And um, to be honest, I haven't driven down there recently, but I know for a long time, when you crossed the, ber- the uh, border from Missouri to Illinois, one of the first things you saw was a billboard that said, Welcome to Illinois, where you can get a safe legal abortion, um, which I think really summed it up. You know, that that was kind of the culture... The culture that Illinois is surrounded in um, and Planned Parenthood in the last three years in Illinois has opened three new clinics. The one you just mentioned on the Missouri border, they opened one on the um, Indiana border a couple years ago. And then actually just this last spring, when to give you some idea in Illinois, all of the churches were closed. You couldn't go to church because of COVID restrictions, but Planned Parenthood opened up a brand new gigantic abortion facility in Waukegan, Illinois, which is right across the border from Wisconsin. Um so I think that really gives you an idea of where Illinois is at, that abortion is considered an essential service, but going to church or going to school um, was not considered essential. So, um, yeah, but I think um, last, I think just a few weeks ago they closed down um, the Missouri clinic, right? Or was it just last week? I feel like the days are stretching out here.
0: Well, yeah, well, actually what, what's happened, the clinic is still open in St. Louis and it still has licenses to do abortions. Uh, from from the state, however, uh, when people try to schedule abortions there, uh, they are routinely sent down the road to the Fairview Heights um, clinic. So although uh, technically there is still a Planned Parenthood abortion facility in St. Louis, um, the, the practical matter is that there are not not abortions happening there that all the abortions have been shifted over to uh, to Fairview Heights and uh, so there's there a bit of a technicality about it. So it is still there. It is still licensed. Um, if, if they're pushed enough, they will say, oh, yeah, we do them here. Um, but the fact is that they rarely do them there.
1: Yes, that makes sense. And um, thank, you for, thank you for sharing that clarification. And unfortunately, I think we find that a lot in either abortion legislation or different, you know, I mean, clinics like that, where it's like on the surface, we see this. But when we dig a little deeper, we see that um, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of sneaky ways to get around the different rules and regulations so yeah that gives you an idea And when we talk about um the march for life chicago especially that's something with this project and um really why we why we do focus on chicago and why the march for life chicago is the march for life chicago um but um and we can you know when you're ready we can talk about the moving the movement tour and how that came about but um it is a really Illinois is really, um, it's mission territory, is a phrase that my boss uses often, you know. Um, to be honest, I actually lived in Wisconsin for a couple of years and just moved back to Illinois this spring, um, and I joked a lot with a lot of friends, like, who would ever want to move back to Illinois right now? Um, but I think God really put on my heart and put on, you know, really called our family to, to move back to Illinois, it was because um, this is where the greatest need is in the Midwest. Um, this is where I grew up. Um, I grew up in central Illinois, not too far from Champaign, and I knew that as much as I loved living in Wisconsin, it was really where God was calling me to serve in the pro-life movement. So we moved back here to keep building We Dignify, keep building up the March for Life Chicago. And, um, you know, going headfirst into where, we're, where God calls us sometimes is not the prettiest place. Um, and when we talk about abortion in the Midwest, Illinois is definitely not a pretty place to live. Um, but that's, you know, I'm happy to be able to serve here and be able to work with We Dignify in the March for Life Chicago to stand up for the unborn
0: well, I, I really appreciate your, your giving us this perspective because, uh, you know, around the country, as I travel around the country, as I talk to people, you know, people say, well, well where, what is the abortion capital? And of course, people say New York, uh, people say California, um, but I rarely hear people identify Illinois um, as, as one of the abortion capitals. But, but you're describing a state that, that, you know, is every bit as active in killing God's children. Um, as New York and California is, and we need yeah. to know that. We need to know that that uh, there are these uh, places in the United States because you know Planned Parenthood um, has been setting up for years to uh, just in case Roe v. Wade got overturned, where would be the safe haven states for them uh, to be able to continue to kill babies? And and yeah, as we said, you know, New York and California come to mind, but but you, you, you're really Helping us to understand that there are other states and Illinois is one of those.
1: Yes, and that's, I appreciate you saying that too, because I think back, um, and you'll have to excuse me, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I want to say it was probably 2016 or 2017 that um, Planned Parenthood, um, a report leaked um, from their kind of internal um, strategy session, and they talked about specifically focusing in their legislative, you know, lobbying efforts on the state of Illinois. For that exact reason that they were preparing for um if and i think when roe v wade is overturned by the supreme court they said our best bet for having and i'm quoting now an abortion oasis in the midwest was the state of illinois um and you see kind of that two-part strategy of with that reproductive health care act that i mentioned um it did out tr- a trigger law so if roe v wade is overturned by the supreme court abortion will remain legal in Illinois, um, again, through all nine months of pregnancy. Um, And the second part that I also mentioned is building those clinics um, around the border of Illinois so that, you know, like the Fairview Heights Clinic, so that they can get business from Missouri. The Waukegan Clinic is definitely drawing business from Wisconsin. Um, And, you know, there's the cynical part of me that says, well, their strategy is working. But, you know, (laughs) um, they they, they definitely knew what they were doing because we're seeing that happen and we're seeing... Illinois, unfortunately, the way that the abortion statistics reporting happens is we only get um, the numbers about two years after they've been released. So we're eagerly um, awaiting the report from Illinois Department of Health on the 2019 numbers, Um, but we're seeing a steady increase in the number of abortions. Um, And unfortunately, I think with COVID, the anecdotal evidence that we will see a large increase um, when we do see those 2020 numbers. Um, I think we're really, we're kind of preparing our hearts to know that abortion numbers are rising in Illinois. and part of the way we know that is that there's um, abortion clinic directors abortion clinic workers who are going in the news talking about how much their business is busy um how much how many more women are coming in for abortions how women um normally you know only half of the women who schedule abortions show up and now it's over 80 percent of the women are following through on their abortion appointments so we really know that um despite you know everything that's happened in 2020 and these continued challenges that 2021 is bringing um we knew that this was not a year where we could just, you know, take the year off and, okay, I guess we'll just hunker down and, you know, not perform our mission. We knew that um, God was really calling us and really made it clear through using our intellect that we could see that this is the most important time for us to be serving on campus, um, having our students engage however they could, right? You know, if they were online, they were still meeting online. Um, we would do calling parties where, you know, normally our students would go out to the quad and engage people on campus and just grab, like, find strangers and start talking to them and doing that activism. And we still actually were able to do some of that this year, um, before the campus shut down again. Um, but also like just calling their friends, you know, Hey, you know, it's your friend, I know you're pro choice. I'm part of this pro life club. Let's talk. Um, which takes a lot of courage, but it's also, you know, how we change our culture, just building that up one person at a time, one heart changed at a time so that they, we can then equip them to go out to, um, and then with the March for Life Chicago, um, which I know that was the main reason I'm here, so I can talk about that too. Um, one thing that came, became really clear as we were planning for the March for Life Chicago in 2021 was that um, with different COVID restrictions and laws and just the different er- things that were going on in Illinois, it really wasn't possible to do what we had done in 2020. Um, and in 2020, just to kind of paint a picture, we had 9,000 people um, packed into Daily Plaza um, in the heart of downtown Chicago We marched down Michigan Avenue, which for those of you who, you know, if you picture Chicago, you picture the bean, right? That big silver statue. We marched right down the bean and saw all the tourists, everybody who was on the street there knew that the March Life Chicago was happening. Um, And then we went right into a convention center where we had organizations from 13 different states represented um, so that people could find out different ways to serve in their pro-life community. You know, there were political groups, there were pregnancy resource centers, there were post-abortive healing groups, you know, really all different areas so that people could come and learn how to live out their pro-life beliefs year round, how they were going to go from the March Life Chicago home to their community and continue building the pro-life movement. Um, because we wouldn't be doing our jobs correctly if everyone just showed up and marched and then went home. Right. Um, so, and that was, you know, a huge success. That was our first ever convention. We had to start, you know, like holding people at the door because we were breaking fire codes or on the verge of breaking fire codes. Um, and people were so excited and we we're like, all right, 2021, we were, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, we were like, this is great. We're going to do a bigger march. We're going to keep going down Michigan Avenue and we're going to do a bigger convention. Right. Um, and then I think as many organizations experience 2020 really threw some wrenches in that plan. Um, the state of Illinois has some of the strictest um, restrictions in place for COVID and, um, we really wanted, but we wanted to continue engaging people for all those reasons I mentioned before. Um, and honestly, what we did, and I love sharing this, is that um, my boss Kevin Grillo really led us and said, "Okay, we need to we need to pray about where the Holy Spirit wants us to go. How does He, how does God want us to build this movement this year? How does He want us to respond?" Um, and we went and we prayed, and our team prayed, and some of our strategic partners joined us in those prayers. And we came back, and that through those prayers and those conversations is how the moving the movement tour was born. Um, and really, the intention of the Moving the Movement tour was that we have people who bus in from all sorts of states. You know, part of that 9,000 people crowd, um, and we're like, okay, well they can't get on buses this year. You know, and we talked to people, they're like, we just either the liability was too high or people weren't interested. We said, all right, so we're going to come to you. Um, so that on January 2nd, 2021, we launched the Moving the Movement tour. Our first stop two weeks ago was in Madison, Wisconsin. Last weekend we were in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, just tomorrow actually, we'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. On Sunday, we'll be in Mundelein, Illinois. Um, And then our last two stops next weekend are Indianapolis on January 22nd, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And then we'll finish strong in Chicago. Um, And as we were going to these different states and building this tour, we we knew that we had two priorities, right? We wanted a strong pro-life event to inspire these communities and inspire um, all of the participants to build a culture of life in their communities. But we also wanted to stay safe (laughs) um, and keep our people safe as best as we could. So our safe and strong events Um, are primarily drive-in rallies. So if you picture like a drive-in movie theater, um, the cars come and park, they watch the speakers on the stage, and then they hear the message through their radio, through their FM radio. Um, And then we do pro-life processions through populated areas of town. Um, And everyone's got their pro-life signs. You know, you see it's a very visible presence of these pro-life people, um, but just spread out in a a different format for 2021. so it's been, as you can probably imagine, a busy month um, for us doing six different stops in about three weeks. But it's, you know, I think when God leads you to it, he really, um, he really helped us prosper. So we've had, um, you know, a few hundred people in just those two stops that have come to the rallies, but also thousands more that are joining in via our live streams on Facebook. So um, if anyone listening wants to tune in to the live streams this weekend, they can go to MarchLifeChicago.org. Um, um, and they can also see them
0: on our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash March for Life Chicago. Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, when, when I was looking last week uh, to identify these pro-life events around the country, and, you know, there were rallies in, in Washington, D.C., and San Francisco, et cetera, um, I clicked on the, the uh, Chicago one, and all of a sudden I met with moving the movement. Um, and then all of these stops, I guess it's seven stops in five states, uh, that, that you're in the middle of right now. And, um, you know, it just looked like a, a really fantastic plan. Um, and, Thank you. You know, you know I, I, we don't see this. I, that Utah has a little bit of, of driving around, but nothing like this. It, it's, it, there's a, it has one in northern Utah, one in southern Utah, but you're, you're covering uh, seven cities in five different states here. Uh, the logistics has to be unimaginably complicated.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely been a logistical challenge. I'm not going to lie. And um, and I think we've just been really blessed. We have an amazing team um, here at We Dignify, but we're also working with so many great partnering organizations who have really stepped up in different ways, Um, whether it's, you know, helping us to coordinate speakers, helping us to coordinate everything from, you know, the locations we're going to or parking lots, so we have to have porta-potties delivered. You know, there are a lot of logistics involved, but... um, I think there's just been a few, you know, I really have just been amazed by the different ways that the Holy Spirit has come through for us too. Um, just like different things like um, and I can talk about Chicago, especially because Chicago look a little different that um, we're actually so because if anyone I don't know, Jim, if you've been to Chicago, um, but you will probably not be surprised to find out there's not a lot of large flat parking lots in Chicago. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of. Tall, um you know, parking towers, but those are really hard to use for FM transmission and really hard to build a stage in. Um, and we really, you know, Chicago posed such a challenge to us and we knew that we wanted to be in Chicago. Um, and there's, you know, there's a few large parking lots kind of in the surrounding suburbs. But again, when you look at where the need is, right, where can you change the most hearts, and where are the most abortions happening? We knew it was in Chicago. So what we're doing in Chicago that's even a little different because, you know, why stop at doing six different events when you can do, you know, six different events and each one has its own twist. Um, in Chicago, people will arrive at St. John's Church, um, which is an awesome, um, beautiful church um, just north and west of downtown Chicago. And they're going to pull up there and they're going to check in, get their goodie bag, which has awesome information from all of our sponsors um, and also has their map. Um, and then they're going, to tune, they're going to call in to the rally. Um, so rather than watching a rally on a stage, we're going to have different pro-life speakers calling in from across the Midwest um, and sharing, you know, we'll have different U.S. representatives. We'll have um, different, you know, pro-life religious leaders, different community leaders, some really brave women sharing their testimonies. Um, and they're going to listen to that rally while driving through downtown Chicago, showing those pro-life signs. Um, and the whole rally, we're we're doing a pretty long route. It's going to hit a lot of different civic um, spots, right? We're going to go past some of our main um, legislative and judicial priorities in Chicago um, so that, you know, if you're in downtown Chicago on January 23rd, like, you're going to know that there's pro-life people. (laughs) You know, it's going to be, there's going to be hundreds of cars streaming down. Uh, But when I talk about those Holy Spirit moments, you know, we're looking at where do we find a location in Chicago to start this rally off Uh, and St. John Kent just really came through with us. And not only that, but the way the streets are oriented, you know, we were just having a meeting yesterday, like, oh, look, this is perfect. You know, we couldn't have asked for a better location to start this rally off. Um, and I think that's just the Holy Spirit coming through and, um, really just providing that affirmation of like, I think, you know, when we know that we're, we're praying and we're doing our best to follow God's will, that he's really going to provide for us that way. So, um. It's a logistical challenge, and I wouldn't—I can't lie to you. My head's been spinning this week trying to just keep up with everything. And our, but I'm really grateful for our team. I'm really grateful for, um, like I said, my boss Kevin, is really a visionary um, when it comes to many different projects in the pro-life movement. So I'm, you know, we're just we're here to serve. And if that's the challenge of logistics, or the challenge of how do we navigate COVID restrictions in every state we're going to, um, <laughs> that's that's what we're called to do. So we'll figure it out.
0: Well, that is absolutely fantastic. Now, I have some more that I want to talk about, but but on a radio show like this, we have people tuning in and tuning out at at various times, and what I want to make sure is that people know how to get in contact with you, um, either generally and especially about this whole um, March for Life Chicago. So if you could just give your contact information, I know you did it near the top of the show, but if we could do it again here, so that people can jot down, you know, how to get in hold of you and find out more information.
1: Absolutely, and the best place to go is marchforlifechicago dot um, And if you, I, ch- I checked this before I got on this um, show. If you Google March for Life Chicago, it's the first link on Google. Um, so you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter um instagram all those platforms but if you go to our website again march4lifechicago.org um you'll see on there we've got the information on the tour we've got information on how to register there's a contact us button and that'll send us an email so if you do have any questions we can get uh, you can get a hold of us there too um so that's and um jim one other thing you'll see on the website that i realized i neglected to mention earlier is that part of our tour um is that we're also doing a massive diaper drive um so we are going to be um Collecting 130,094 diapers, which is our goal, which for those of you who have been listening since the beginning of the program today, that number might sound familiar because it's so specific. Um, So that's one diaper for every abortion that's performed in the Midwest every year. Um, so, and one thing that I think has been really cool about the diaper drive is you can donate online and we'll purchase the diapers and donate them to local pregnancy resource centers in each stop. Um, and we've had people donate from the east coast, the west coast. We've had people from, you know, the southern states. We've obviously had a lot of people from the communities that we're going to. Um, so there's, you know, it's really great to see, you know, the support for these, this tour and for these communities. Um. So if you want to be part of the tour, but, you know, you don't live in the Midwest and you can't physically make it, you can tune in to our Facebook page where we go live for every stop, but you can also donate and participate um, and support both the tour and also support this diaper drive um, so that we can really, you know, both both in our standing for life, but also serving the communities that we're touring and, um, you know, helping out this pregnancy resource centers, which when you talk about logistics, um, maybe a funny story is that I, I tried to purchase a bunch of diapers to have shipped to Omaha last weekend because we had some online donations that came in after the tour stop. And, um, the website I tried to use actually flagged it as fraud. So I had to call them and I had to, it was a good evangelization moment, but I got to talk to this, um, customer service rep and be like, no, no one stole our credit card. I really am trying to ship nine gigantic boxes of diapers to Omaha, Nebraska. I understand that my credit card is in Illinois, but like, I really need you to help me out here. <laughs> So we got it figured out. But I just thought it was such a funny thing that they were like, there's no way this girl in Illinois is trying to ship nine gigantic boxes of diapers to Omaha, Nebraska right now. Someone clearly stole her credit card. But here we are.
0: Oh, uh, they, they, Here we are. And in, in, in now in 2021. And, uh, and the world is a crazy place out there. But I, I thank you for mentioning and, and letting my listeners know that, that it doesn't make any difference. Uh, where they live, whether they live in Florida or Texas or California, if they want to participate in this, what I can only describe as, as a wonderful um, March for Life um, Chicago, moving the movement, that they can do that, uh, all they have to do is to get by the, the, uh, the guy who ships the, uh, the diapers to make sure he knows it's legitimate.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so we will continue shipping those diapers out. Um, I'll have to double check. I know, I think we're at over 25,000 diapers we've raised so far. Um, and like I said, we've got two stops down and four stops to go. So I am I'm just letting the Holy Spirit just bring the people to us, bring the diapers to us. Um, again, if you look at our Facebook page, I really love, um, and you can look at it if you don't have a Facebook account too, um, but you'll see some of the pictures of those giant piles of diapers. And there's also just some fun stuff that happens, like in Wisconsin, um, or our volunteers brought sleds. So you see some great pictures of these sleds with diapers piled up so that when they're collecting them, they don't have to, you know, physically carry every single box over to the giant pile. And, you know, there's some amazing innovations that happen. And I think um, as a movement, we're blessed with people from every walk of life who have lots of different ideas on how do we make these different logistics from everything from, you know, um, the best way to travel, that we've got our high roof um, branded March Life Chicago van So, you know, we're evangelizing on the interstate, (laughs) Um, you know, oh, March Life Chicago, what's that? Why is it on the interstate in Indiana? Um, But also to to the diaper drive, um, just really finding different innovative ways to get the message of life out there um, in a year where, it's you know, we can't um, do what we wanted to do. We can't all be crammed into a convention center again. Um, But I will say one thing we announced when we launched the tour is that, um, we are planning the March Black Chicago, the March, the rally, and the convention for 2022 on January 8th. So for those of you who live in California, Texas, East Coast, um, maybe even Utah, we talked about Utah earlier. Uh, if you you know, want to make your 2022 pro-life plans, January 8th, 2022, downtown Chicago. Um, we'll be back. Our convention will be held at the Hilton on Michigan Avenue, just a few blocks south of the beam. Um, and we're really I will say, I was joking with someone I talked to right before this show. I was like, I don't think I've been this excited for an event a year away since I got married. So it's going to be <laughs> awesome. So everyone, you know, and you know, since I got married, if my husband tunes in, you know, our wedding was more exciting to me. But this is this is coming in close as the second. Um, so everybody, mark your calendars, January eighth, twenty twenty two. We're counting the days. Um, but you know, once we get through this awesome tour um, and finish strong on January twenty third, twenty twenty one.
0: Well, that, that, that is fantastic. And there's something going on behind the scenes here that, that, uh, you know, becomes obvious as you're talking. And, and I want to, I want to bring it up because, um, you know, in the pro-life movement, um, at various times and in various places, the pro-life groups tend to, 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 obstruct each other or, or to, to, you know, I can do it better than, than you can do it kind of thing. And it sounds like, and, uh, that there in, in the, the Midwest, um, Chicago and, and the, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Indiana, everybody's working together. Is, is, is that, am I wrong with that or is, is that really happening? No,
1: you're right. I mean, I don't know if we've hit every pro-life organization in the Midwest because there's, you know, quite a few, um, but I was just pulling up our list. I think we're working with um, about 30 different organizations, um, and I might be missing a couple in there, that are all partnering with the March for Life Chicago to build this tour Um, and that was something um when we talked about the mission of the convention last year um you know the march Life chicago's mission is to have this um public event recognizing the dignity of the unborn right um but when we talked about the convention we said we wanted to build unity and community and the future of the pro-life unit uh, excuse me pro-life movement um and that unity factor like you said there is you know competition i think can really be detrimental when we're working towards the same cause um And, you know, we didn't want to come into these communities and say, oh, we know how to do it better. We're going to host this event, and we're just going to do it all on our own. Um, Because, one, we don't, you know, we've learned a lot about Omaha. We've learned a lot about Madison. Um, But really what we wanted to do is partner with these host organizations to say, how can we, as a March Life Chicago entity, help your community to build the culture of life? Um, And we have this idea. We have these drive-in rally. You know, we pitched it. We're like, this is our idea. We're going to do this drive-in rally. We're going to do this massive diaper drive. Um, and we're going to unify the Midwest around this tour. Um, and we've had just really great partners. So I'll give a couple shout outs. Illinois Rights Life is one of our main sponsors of the tour, as is Moody Radio, um, in Chicago. Um, and then we've also, you know, we've partnered with different, um, dioceses to bring us in in Wisconsin. We had, um, three different really great, you know, organizations that helped us there, including Wisconsin Rights Life and the Wisconsin Catholic Conference. Um, we're also working with the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, um, who's sponsoring the Fort Wayne stop. Um, so you really see, um, in Chicago, we've worked at the Archdiocese of Chicago for years as well. Um, so you really see, I'm so glad you pointed that out, that that we're really trying to bring together all of these different pro life Catholic Christian organizations, um, united around the same cause, um, united around how do we build this culture of life, um, in these different communities. And you know, that's not to say, you know, I'm sure there are people in the movement um, who, you know, would say, okay, well, we don't want to do drive-in rallies. We're going to do things our own way. We're going to do things different. And you know what? That's their prerogative, and we wish them all the best, you know, as long as they're all working towards the same cause. But it has been a really beautiful witness to how we can work together towards a common goal. Um and, I mean, on my end, you know, I kind of get to work with our strategic partners. That's a big part of my job, um, and I love it. You know, it's great to talk to people, and I've learned about different organizations all across the Midwest through doing this tour, um, getting to learn about their mission, getting to support them while they support us. Um, so, you know, I think you're right to say that the movement is not always 100% united, and, but I do think that we're stronger when we are. Um, and if we can do that through this tour, if we can help unite this movement, help unite these amazing people from different walks of life, like I mentioned, um, then we're going to do that. Right. Um, plus, you know, it's just fun. It's kind of like a big pro-life reunion when you get into the convention and, um, last year, we had 40 different organizations there, and I joked that I was like, wow, I just brought all of my favorite people across the country into one room. This is great. And <laughs> um, just so good to walk through those tables and see all these pro-life organizations and really amazing pro-life individuals who are um, following God's call on their life in different ways. So thank you for pointing that out, Jim. That's a, that's a great point, and I love to talk about it.
0: Well, it, it is, and, and as you talk and as you describe what's going on, um, it's there. It's you know, it, it may be an undertone kind of thing, but it's there and it is just remarkable, um, and especially, you know, in such a large undertaking um, across many states um, and, and, you know, taking place over over several weeks with this um, still a big uh, culminating rally in uh, Chicago. It's it's clear everybody's working together and, and that's that's how it, it should be. And uh, and obviously your group is is um, spending a lot of time to try to make sure that happens. But all the other groups out there are doing the same thing and and, and working together. And it, it, it only happens when everybody is dedicated and when everybody is focused on what God wants. And and that's what I what I hear happening there. You know, I, I know you have a lot of stuff on on Facebook and you have a lot of stuff on websites. Um, it seems to me that the the, uh, the most important thing for the Chicago uh, event itself on January 23rd is the church where it all begins, where everybody goes to first. And so if you could give us, again, the name of that church and the address of that church and the time that people should start bringing up, if they remember nothing else from this program, uh, perhaps they'll remember that. They'll say, okay, on January the 23rd, we all have to be at this church at this time, and then it all moves from there.
1: Absolutely, yes. So it's St. John Cantor's Church, 825 North Carpenter Street in Chicago. Um, and again, if you look at St. John Cantor's, it's, it's a pretty famous church in the Chicagoland area. Um, so we'll meet there. We're asking people to arrive by about 12 p.m., um, and we're going to kick off at 1 p.m. with a drive. Um, and something I neglected to mention earlier, too, is we're also going to finish that route at the Southside Pregnancy Center um, on the south side of Chicago. And that's where we're going to be dropping off those diapers um, directly to the Pregnancy Resource Center itself. Um, so there are our other host location in Chicago. Um, and again, if you need any of this information, it's all on our website marchlifechicago.org. You can register there. We're asking people to pre-register as much as possible so that we can, you know, be prepared for. Um, we are expecting hundreds of cars. I mean, uh, we're getting just tens, if not. I want to say there were like almost fifty registrations um, a day at this point. You know, we've got people really. There's a lot of momentum building, so we're asking people to pre-register so that we know you're coming, um, and you can also. Um, on on the registration page you can you know figure out how to get some cool pro-life swag i admit that i'm drinking out of my i march for life coffee mug right now um the travel mug um but we've got hats we've got signs we're ready to help you deck out your car um at home and if you're interested in those items we can also ship them to you across the country um so please do you know check out our website marchforlifechicago.org. Uh but otherwise you know if you don't make it there we'll see you a week from tomorrow at st john kansas church noon um, bring your car, bring your pro-life signs, um, bring all your friends, um, even if you all have to be in different cars. So that's what I got.
0: Well, that, that is absolutely fantastic, Anna. I, I really am grateful to you on, on what really was short notice to take the time to come on our, our show and to let uh, our audience know about what's going on in the Midwest. Uh, I think you've, you've educated a lot of people about Illinois, about the, the, uh, the hotbed of, of child killing that, that is not only going on now in Illinois, but the, uh, the, 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 the people who kill babies for a living have plans to do even more there as, as the years go by. And I think we need to know that. Um, and, I, and I would tell you that any time that you want to come back on this program and to talk about what's going on in Illinois or to talk about We Dignify or even to, to come on and give us a report, uh, after this whole uh, uh, March for Life Chicago is over here in January, if you want to come back on and say, "Hey, here's how things went," we'd love to have you back on. So one more Hi, time, if, you, uh, if if one more time, if you give everybody your uh, your your contact information and maybe say uh, you know one last word to all my listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, you can get get in contact with us, get all the details, marchforlifechicago.org. You'll see there's contact form there if you have any questions, the registration form, all of the tour stops, um, including all of the speakers that I didn't even get to mention. Um, But, yeah, I think that I have one last thing to say. It's just, you know, wherever you are in the country, wherever you're listening from, is that um, I hope that you are praying and figuring out where god's calling you to serve in the pro-life movement today because it looks different for everyone you know my calling um at least the last seven years and who knows how many more after this and jim i'm sure you understand this is to serve full-time this is my full-time job and it's amazing and uh, i'm usually blessed by that but if god's not calling you full-time that's not where he's calling you but there's definitely different ways you can get involved so that's talking to your friends talking to your family donating um to your local Pregnancy Resource Center, donating to the Diaper Drive. So I really just hope that there's one thing I can share with everybody. It's that whatever God's calling you to, to serve in the pro-life movement, go out. Um, There's no time like the present to start.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show, Anna.
1: Thank you for having me, Jim. And um, hopefully I'll be back soon to tell you how the tour went.
0: Oh, we would love to hear it. I'm I'm anxiously awaiting.
1: All right. Sounds great. Well, God bless, Jim. Thank you again for having me. Um, And I look forward to talking to you soon.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, that was uh, Anna Kinski, uh, who is the associate director of We Dignify. Uh, and We Dignify, as she described, is a, uh, a group that operates on, on college campuses, primarily in the state of Illinois. And we covered all the reasons why um, they do that and why they focus on, on the state of Illinois. Uh, but We Dignify has also, uh, for the last two years now, um, been the coordinator of the uh, March for Life Chicago, uh, last year, as she described, it was focused just in the city of Chicago itself, with thousands of people uh, coming and marching down the uh, the main avenues in Chicago and, and going to a convention center. Um, just a success this year because of COVID-19 and all of the restrictions. Uh, they've come up with a completely different um, schedule, a completely different event layout. Um, they're... they're calling it the, the, uh, the March for Life Chicago, moving the movement. And moving the movement says instead of getting everybody to come in one place at one time, they've actually been working since January 2nd to bring the uh, March for Life, if you will, the pro-life events to seven different cities in five states uh, in, in the uh, in Midwest. Uh, the five states include Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. Um, a, a really um, tough schedule, a really ambitious schedule. and um, she, you can't have anybody more excited than Anna was. Um, just absolutely it, It's just empowering just talking to, to the young people and talking to the people on fire uh, for life. And I hope that it was as contagious to all of my listeners as, as it was to me. So um, again, the, the events they have left uh, there, On January 16th, which is tomorrow, they'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. January 17th, they'll be in Mudlin, Illinois. On January 22nd, in Indianapolis, Indiana. And finally, on January 23rd, uh, they will be in Chicago, Illinois, um, with their wrap-up of of the event. So uh, if you're anywhere near there or any of those places, um, we just invite you to go there and to participate and to uh, just see what God is doing in the Midwest. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Okay. Um, we hope that, that you, you found the, the, the show interesting, and um, we, we wanted to give you all of the, the activism information um, so that, that you would have it. And, uh, of course, this is only some of what's going on all across the United States. Here in January, I, I counted them up the other day, and in between today and the end of the month, there are actually 23 separate events, including counting Chicago as one event, um, even though it's it's seven. Uh, there are actually 22 separate events, all taking place between today and the end of the month. Uh, you, if you can't find a pro-life effort to go to near you, um, just try a little harder because there's stuff out there. Uh, we, we, we really ought to – I've taken to calling the year 2021 as the year of pro-life activism, and that's what we need to do. We need to be active this year. A lot of us were <clears throat> hampered in our, in our activities during 2020 with closures, with churches closing down, that horrible, horrible thing of, of closing churches down. Um, but uh, now we have uh, – we, we in 2021, hopefully things will loosen up. And we'll have all of these uh, activities that are going on. Uh, a couple of very quick notes here as we as we reach the end of the program. Um, th- there are things going on that uh, you know are really um, positive, and that's how I say it. There were two things at the Supreme Court this week. You may not have have noticed them. They didn't get a lot of super publicity, but um, early in the week, the Trump administration um, finally, after after a long time trying. Uh, got the Supreme Court to say that the lower judge's decision that allowed uh, abortion pills to be mailed um, to, to women, uh, be, even though the protocol says it must, they must be picked up in a medical facility, where the judges sided with the Trump administration and uh, have now blocked the mailing of abortion pills. So uh, we wish we could get rid of abortion pills completely, of course, but at least now they can't be just willy-nilly male. They, they have to be picked up at a medical facility. And another happening this week at the Supreme Court, there is a major case that we don't have time to go into in detail here, but there's a major case in Texas where Texas, a, a Texas hospital, the Cook Children's Medical Center, uh, is trying to kill a baby, baby Tinsley Lewis, uh, against her mother's will. And in the state of Texas, there is what's called a 10-day rule It says after 10 days, um, the, the, uh, the hospital is allowed to kill the child, even if the parents object. Uh, it, it has been fought in court cases, and uh, the, the lower courts have said the hospital can't kill the baby. They, the hospital appealed all the way to the United States Supreme Court, uh, and this week the Supreme Court rejected that appeal uh, and left the lower court ruling in place saying that the hospital could not uh, kill the baby uh, without – so, so the, uh, the whole case is now going back. But the Supreme Court uh, did the right thing in that case in terms of saying, no, we don't care about your 10-day rule. You, you can't kill a baby, especially when the parents are fighting for the baby. Now, you know, we, of course, would argue that the parents have no right not to – you know, the right to say, okay, it's okay to kill my child. Um, but that's a that's a different issue that's a different fight um, we're we happy uh, that the Supreme Court this week um, backed up the parents and, and told the hospital no uh, you can't kill that baby um, and and or we will not say that you can kill the baby you have to go back to the courts and adjudicate it at the, at the lower court level um, so those are those are were, were two positive things uh, that happened and, and another comment that came out of Supreme Court this week is that Justice Clarence Thomas, in a case um, involving buffer zones around abortion clinics, um, said that, you know, the, the Supreme Court over the years has ruled on a number of these buffer zone cases, and our rulings have been a bit inconsistent, and we need to go back as a court and take a look at all of this, and we hope we get a case that we can use um, in the near future to go back and look at how we've, we've ruled on these cases so that we can really support um, the right uh, to, to free speech, the right to assembly uh, that is granted in the Constitution. So all of these things are going on. Uh, it, is, it is Pro-Life Activism Month, uh, Pro-Life Activism Year. We invite you to get involved in all that's going on. And if you're in the Midwest, get involved in, in the, uh, the, uh, to the March for Life Chicago And on that note, we will end our program today the way we always end our program, by asking our Blessed Mother, Mother of God, spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for listening.